At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is a look at right here on VEASAN. The Sports Bank Network. Greg Peterson filling in for Scott Seidenberg tonight. You just saw Scott on the nightcap along with our good friend Tim Murray. So glad to be holding it down tonight and glad that we've got a lot to talk about because we wound up seeing a lot in college basketball on Thursday, including number one going down. So we're going to have some reaction to that and then turning it forward so that way we're able to hit some wagers in the future. And we wound up seeing a big trend in college basketball on Thursday. So we're going to be hitting upon that Going to be taking a look back at everything that we wound up seeing in Thursday Night Football and then turning it forward as well. Taking a look at some of the games that we've got for this upcoming week as well. Got to talk a little college football because it's Army-Navy this weekend. Who better to help us out than Pam Maldonado. Does a great job over there with Yahoo Sports. She's going to be joining me in 30 minutes. So 1.30 a.m. Eastern Time. If you're looking Pacific Time, that's 10.30 p.m. We're going to be talking about that. Going to talk a little bit about this week in the NFL as well since obviously... We've got one college football game, so that's a little bit of a lighter slate than normal. And just ask if she's got any bowl games that she's going to be looking at as well. So we're going to get you all rounded up there. And then we've got a pretty hefty NBA board that we're going to have for Friday as well. So we're going to be taking you through that. So we've got three hours of fun upcoming, but we've got to start it out with taking a look at the NFL and taking a look at the postseason picture because well, the Minnesota Vikings, they were able to help out their cause. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are on the outside looking in when it comes to the AFC as it was the Vikings being able to get a 36-28 win. And this is a game in which if you want to taking overs with regards to player props, when it comes to team totals, when it comes to just the regular total, the first half, the second half, the list goes on and on. We wound up seeing darn near all of them wind up coming through. So... If you were taking overs and you didn't have one that got there, that is one of the very few because this was no doubt a very high-scoring game. But you just take a look at this Pittsburgh Steelers team, and I feel like this has actually been one of Mike Tomlin's best coaching jobs. And you just saw the fight that this team wound up putting up as well. It looked like things were going to be going away into the abyss, and then the Steelers are able to score with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they were able to get the ball back and wound up having a chance as well. So you got to give them all the credit in the world. But this is a Vikings team that they're just so vastly different. Whenever they've got Dalvin Cook out there, Dalvin Cook is someone that has been just a little bit banged up in general in his time just 
with regards to the Minnesota Vikings. We saw it this year. He wound up missing a few games. This is a Vikings team that I just feel like whenever you take a look at them, you've got to be gauging them so differently as to when he's in the fold, when Dalvin Cook is out of the fold, or you wind up having a couple scenarios in which you have Dalvin Cook out there, but he's not necessarily at 100%. So I think that that's always so critical when it comes to taking a look at the Minnesota Vikings. And what else I take away from this game as well is we were talking about this with Dave Ross. Dave Ross does a terrific job over here at VEASAN. I was here on the look at a few nights ago, and what we were both talking about is the fact that this is a Minnesota Vikings defense that it's just not the same as it was a few years ago. Mike Zimmer typically does a good job of being able to dial up the defense. That just is not the case anymore when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. So that is certainly a little bit of an issue when it comes to this Minnesota Vikings team. And when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you wind up seeing Watt not being in the game for this team. That, no question, winds up hurting the defense a little bit. And that's probably going to be their calling card moving forward. Ben Roethlisberger still has a little bit in the tank, in my opinion. But, I mean, it is declining more and more and more by the week. He certainly is not the same guy that wound up being just able to create as much with his feet, even as much as I would say two, three years ago. He did a solid job in this game being able to throw for a trio of touchdowns. But, I mean, when you've got a team on the other side, the Minnesota Vikings, that is just able to gash your defense with Watt and I in the full, Cook being able to give you north of 200 yards, that is going to be a little bit of an issue for you. And when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, you've got to be taking a look at this team, in my opinion, a little bit differently home to road as well. Typically in the NFL, you find a little bit of a home and road split. I don't think that it means as much as, say, college basketball, which I'm going to be hitting on a little bit later. You've got quite a few other sports in which I feel like the home field is a little bit more meaningful, especially college as compared to the NFL. But this is a Minnesota Vikings team that they're 4-2 at home straight up. On the road, they've only been able to win two games. So that has certainly been something that I've been taking a look at. And when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings as well, you've also got a guy in Kirk Cousins that typically... It is a case in which he's a little bit more efficient than he was on this side. He wound up having two interceptions. But coming into this game for the year, he had only thrown three of them. I actually like the way that he's been able to progress. Now, this was obviously not his finest moment. But I do think that he should be able to do a little bit of something moving forward for this Vikings team. And I do think that the Vikings have an okay chance of being able to make the postseason. It certainly isn't a great one. You just take a look at what we've got in the NFC in general. You've got yourself... The 49ers, who I think are going to be one of the biggest wild cards along the Washington football team. Both of the, these teams are currently at 6-6. Six and six. The Eagles, they are now right there with the Vikings at 6-7. and seven. And then you got the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints. And just if you want to throw the Bears in there, I guess you can. But I don't think that <laughs> the Bears are going to be finding themselves in the postseason anytime soon. But I think what is going to be so critical when it comes to the Vikings' chances as to whether or not they're going to be able to get into the postseason is what we wind up seeing on Sunday with the Washington football team because I think that their run recently has been built a little bit on sand. I think that the Chase Young injury is certainly going to be biting them in the butt, but it certainly is so interesting to take a look at this team because I do think that they are one of the more... I guess you could call it borderline teams when it comes to being able to make the postseason. You just take a look at everything with regards to odds of being able to make the playoffs at DraftKings. And you've got a lot of tough calls, in my opinion, when it comes to the NFC. Because when it comes to the NFC, you've right now got the Philadelphia Eagles. They're on the outside looking in. Their yes is a plus 125. I don't know if I can necessarily get there with them, but at the same time, they do play in the NFC East. They are going to have their opportunities the next few weeks to be able to rack up a few wings. So that is one that you take a look at with Washington football team. I mentioned a little bit earlier. Their yes is a plus 125. Meanwhile, the 49ers, they're at a minus 190. I think that that's relatively justified with the 49ers. They wind up having to play a lot of their division games already. So they wind up clearing that. And I think that that's going to be big for them. The Panthers at 10 to 1. I don't know if I necessarily think that they're going to be able to make it, but if you're looking for value at a 10 to 1, I don't think that it's necessarily the worst in the world. So I think that you could have a little bit of something there with the Saints. I think that this is just dead. I mean, I'm sorry, but when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, just with the quarterback situation, with having Simeon out there, they started Taysom Hill last week. Alvin Kamara's been in and out of the fold the last few weeks. That just makes it ridiculously difficult. And as of right now, because of what we wound up seeing on Thursday Night Football with the Minnesota Vikings being able to get a win, their yes-no prop is currently off the board at DraftKings. But I do think that 
if you wind up having them, I would say at any sort of a plus price, I actually do think that you've got relatively good value there. Obviously, a team that's not going to be able to win the division. That is signed, sealed, and delivered for the Green Bay Packers, but and take a look at what the Minnesota Vikings have moving forward. They get the Chicago Bears not once, but twice. If they don't win both of those games, something has went horribly wrong for the Minnesota Vikings. And they're right there. You wind up getting those two wins, and then you need to find a way to be able to knock off one of these two teams in the Packers and the Rams. Now, the Rams are a team that they've been a little bit up and down, but I do think that the Rams are going to be able to find themselves. And then with the Green Bay Packers, I think that that's going to be a rough one because they have to play at Lambeau. That is going to be on January 2nd. So you got to figure that you're going to have some inclement weather. At the very least, it's going to be chilly. This is a dome team in the Vikings. Obviously, they play in the Midwest part of the country. So it's not as bad as going from like Miami and having to play against the Green Bay Packers. But certainly that is going to be a little bit of a bear. And then you take a look at the flip side for the Steelers team. I thought that they were going to be up against it to be able to make the postseason. Now they really are finding them, themselves in dire straits. Now, the good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers is that this is just a really competitive AFC North in which it's, in my opinion, the toughest one to call out of all these divisions at this point. But you just take a look at their schedule moving forward. They're going to have to play at the Ravens. They're going to, have to play at the Chiefs. You would have loved to have seen that game against the Chiefs be a little bit earlier because with the Chiefs, they were no doubt struggling at the beginning of the year with their defense. Now, defense has been able to lock in. You know that at some point, the offense is going to be able to come along for the ride, but having to play those two games on the road is bad. I actually think the Titans game is a little bit more winnable than it looked a few weeks ago with the Titans. You certainly have yourself a team that we're going to call it what it is. They just have not been the same without Derrick King Henry when you wind up losing to the Houston Texans. That's not great. And their loss to the New England Patriots, certainly understandable. The New England Patriots are looking solid. You can't lose that game by three touchdowns. So, And then the Browns game, I think it's just so intriguing because the Browns themselves have their own issues. I want no part of a to make the playoffs bet, to win the division, anything like that bet with the Cleveland Browns just because you've got a guy in Baker Mayfield that he just doesn't look right right now. Is he going to be a great long-term future? I think the jury is still out on that. I don't think that you can evaluate him properly right now just because he's laboring so much that I would almost say if you wind up starting Case Keenum right now, I'm not saying this for 2022, 2023, anything like that, but I'm saying right here, December 9th slash December 10th, depending on what time zone you're in, Case Keenum is the better option today than Baker Mayfield due to the injury. So... That certainly is going to be one of those games that I think is going to be really intriguing. And no doubt you're going to have the Browns and the Steelers having big time playoff implications. And we're going to dive a little bit more into some of these divisions. Oz be able to win the AFC in general because with both teams that want to play on Thursday Night Football, with the Vikings along with the Steelers, either of these teams are going to be able to win their divisions at this point. It just is what it is. But when it comes to some of the top teams, I do think that it is a little bit intriguing. It's something that I always like to do when it comes to whether it be the NFL, college basketball. What does this game say about some of the teams that wound up losing to and or beating them as well? Because I do feel like there's a little bit of an inverse. You're able to take a look at those games in a little bit of a different light as well. So I think that there's a lot to discuss here. And there's a lot to discuss when it comes to college basketball because you wound up seeing number one wind up going down Thursday night. So we're going to be talking about that next right here on The Look At on Beeson, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Malika. This segment is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. It is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they are available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and so many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so that way, you can find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to zinn.com find to locate a store nearest you. That is zyn.com find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the look at it is myself, Greg Peters, coming at you from lovely Circa, the wonderful resort and sportsbook out here in Las Vegas. And what else is wonderful is just seeing chaos in college basketball. As you had not one, but two top 10 teams that wound up going down. And it's something that we've got to be talking about here with regards to college basketball. What we wound up seeing on Thursday. And this is what you want to be taking a look at moving forward. Home underdogs. It was the night of home underdogs being able to come through. None bigger than Rutgers, a team that has already lost on their home floor to the Leopards of Lafayette. They are out there in the Patriot League, and I can tell you right now, they are not even necessarily a good Patriot League team. But Rutgers, they rose to the occasion in this game against Purdue. If you, like me, wound up having the over, this just barely missed. But 70-68, to 68, the final for Rutgers. You want to have Ron Arper Jr. just giving an absolutely tremendous performance. Ron Arper Jr., 30 points, 10 boards. You want to going 5 of 7 from 3-point range. And you're just going to have some of these nights when it comes to college basketball. Purdue wound up having one of these in which they went 7 of 26 from 3-point range. They won the rebound battle. They did a solid job but not turning the ball over too much. You wound up having 15 Rutgers turnovers to 11. But it was just a night in which Rutgers was hitting their shots. And something that is always important to handicap when it comes to college basketball Free throw shooting. Rutgers in this game, 13 of 18 at the free throw line. You wound up having Purdue go more around 11 of 18 from the free throw line. They shot right around 68% there. And I always think that that's so important with Rutgers. They came into this game only shooting 66%. So certainly something that had me a little bit more bearish on them. And I personally wound up taking Purdue. So don't worry if you are just like, yeah, I didn't see this coming. Well, neither did I. But with that said, when it comes to home court advantage, and I've been asked this quite a bit, how do you wind up gauging it? You'll notice that a lot of sports books, a lot of places in general, a lot of these metrics, they'll give a flat three points when it comes to home court advantage. And this is something that I wholeheartedly disagree with, just because there are some home court advantages that you can't award three points for. I mean, you just take a look at some of these venues, you wind up going to, oh boy, I'm going to need to pick on a city. Ypsilanti, Michigan. I'm sorry, Eastern Michigan, but someone had to be the one that winds up taking the L on this one. Eastern Michigan. Sanif, he's a good man. I'm sure that he's going to do everything he can to turn around Eastern Michigan, but going on the road to Ypsilanti and playing against Eastern Michigan, that's a little bit different than going to Cameron Indoor playing against the Duke Blue Devils. I mean, I grade Rutgers home court advantage of the rack a little bit differently than I would others, and you do want to take a look at a little bit of historical data. It's not one of these things in which it's like, oh, Rutgers wound up knocking off Purdue when the two teams wound up entering the contest. 
difference in 2014, blah, 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 blah. No, you don't have the same coach at Rutgers. You saw Matt Painter at Purdue, but you don't have any of the same guys whatsoever. But you do want to take a look. Okay, are there some teams that they just wind up playing a little bit better at home? You take a look at a school like Purdue, for example. They've always been amazing at home. If you take a look at the track record, suspect when they have been on the road. So, I mean, that is something that you do want to be taking a look at. Like, I personally, when it comes to the rack, I award more around four points for that home court advantage because Rutgers, time and time again, they play a little bit better at home. They play a little bit better on the road. You can make that case for for a team like Hawaii as well. When they're on the island, that certainly is a nice home court advantage. It's two time zones different than pretty much the rest of the country. And then when they wind up hitting the mainland, Let's just call it what it is. They typically wind up shrinking to the occasion, especially if they have something random. And you don't see this every year with Hawaii, but they wind up having to go from the island and they wind up having to play on the East Coast. That's technically five time zones that they've traveled. So that is something that you always want to be taking into account. But you certainly saw a great performance. I mean, let's call it what it is. Whenever you wind up seeing the yes-no prop when it comes to college basketball and the underrated team, always take the no. I mean, always. It has cashed each out of the last 45 years. It's going to cash once again this year. Always take the no on undefeated team in college basketball. Last time we wound up seeing it, 1975-1976 Indiana Hoosiers. Back in that day, you wound up having teams play 30 games. In order to be able to win the title this year, the title winner would have to go undefeated in 40 games. So, I mean, it's just a completely different ball of wax. We really haven't seen any of these yes-no undefeated props. If you wind up seeing one pop up, the only way to bet it is a no. I'm just going to call it what it is. And especially with these undefeated teams, most of them are in relatively solid conferences. I, the Dons of San Francisco would have to knock off Gonzaga to be able to go undefeated. They would have to do so twice. You've got a Colorado State team that they're going to have a big giant test on Saturday. You have pretty much everyone else in a Power 5 conference. So it's not like you've got one of these cases in which it's like, oh, Belmont is undefeated right now or anything like that. You've got none of them. So always take the no when it comes to undefeated teams. But that's certainly something that we wound up seeing with that Purdue versus Rutgers game. And I think that Purdue is fine. I still think Purdue is a top three team in college basketball. This is a very, very good bunch. And just wound up having an off night. Texas wound up having an off night. I expected Texas to struggle a little bit more as well. You just take a look at these scenes that they're transfer heavy in. It's not just that Texas is transfer heavy. They've also got a new coach in Chris Beard, who I think the world of. I think that he's a top five coach in all of college basketball. But you got all these moving pieces, and you have to go on the road and play against a seed and all team that they themselves were ranked in the top 25 coming into this. And I felt like they were actually a little bit undervalued to start with. I personally felt like Seton Hall should have been a two-point favorite in this game. They opened up an underdog, and as we know, they wound up closing right around a one-and-a-half to a two-point favor, which I thought was a very appropriate line move, and lo and bold, Seton Hall winds up winning the game by a count of 62 to, or 64 to 60, and the big thing for Texas is that this is an offense in which they had their top four scorers shooting above 40% from three-point range, and these are guys that they were playing a little bit above their heads, and you have to take a look at who Texas at. Texas had played prior to this game. They wound up having that game against Gonzaga, as we know. That game certainly did not wind up going their way. Here are the other teams that Texas wound up playing other than that game against Gonzaga. Houston Baptist, arguably a bottom 15 team in all of college basketball. Northern Colorado, a relatively solid team out there in the big sky, but they're certainly not the monsters of the heartland of the country, to say the least. San Jose State, who I think Tim Miles is doing a solid job for, it's still San Jose State. Cal Baptist, a team that was at the D2 level a few years ago. A solid black team, still a team that wanted coming up for the D2 level a few years ago. UT Rio Grande Valley, a team that has a new coach and is completely new. And Sam Houston State, another WAC team that is relatively solid, but still a WAC team. So I felt like this one was a little bit more predictable. And then the one that I wanted giving up for the New York Post, I wanted taking the under in Iowa State versus Iowa. I also wound up giving out the money line. If you're looking at lines that just made absolutely no sense whatsoever, not only does Iowa open up a three and a half point favorite, they close as between a five and five and a half point favorite. The under that I wound up giving out wound up hitting with relative ease. It was a 151 total, 126 points were scored. You never had to sweat this one out, but why money was coming in on Iowa, I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. 
This is a game in which, if it were played on a neutral court, I would have made Iowa State a favorite. And this is something that you find very early in the college basketball season. Bookmakers like to stand by their power rankings, and they are very stubborn to move. This is an Iowa State team that has put together a very good resume of wins. When they wound up knocking off Memphis, I feel like you really had to take note of that. They just, in general, looked really good in New York for those two wins that they were able to get. And on top of that, Oregon State is not good this year. Oregon State is absolutely terrible this year. I'm going to call it what it is. This is a team that's got one more win than the college basketball team of Greg Peterson. And the college basketball team of Greg Peterson currently is not in existence because we need four other members. And it's not going to be coming anytime soon. But you take a look at the other ones. They go on the road. They knock off Creighton. They were also able to do a nice job when it comes to that win against Xavier. So... They have put together a nice track record. Meanwhile, for Iowa, they were able to get that win against Virginia, but does anyone think that this is the same Virginia team that we've seen in past years? I certainly don't think so. They had just taken the loss against Illinois as well. They've been dealing with a couple of ailments now. Most of these guys are back. Obviously, Keegan Murray and Patrick McCaffrey wound up playing in this game, but Iowa State is just a team that they are not getting the respect from the bookmakers that they deserve. And this is a big angle that you're able to take a look at when it comes to college basketball, especially during the early part of the season. A lot of these bookmakers, a lot of just folks in general, are going to be like, okay, these Team X that we want ranking in our top 25, they are teams that are going to be able to turn it around. This team that we ranked very lowly, Oh, they're bound to regress, and sometimes that's just not the case. DJ Otzelberger, new coach at Iowa State. It did not work out for him in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's certainly working out for him in Iowa State. There were a lot of people in the Ames area that were very excited about this hire, and rightfully so because he knows the area, and all of a sudden, Iowa State looking very so. We're going to be talking a lot of college basketball here on the look at becoming up next. we got to give you guys your football fix, and we've got a great guest to be able to help do so. Pam Maldonado does a terrific job with the Iowa Sports. She is going to be joining me next right here on the look at on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check out the current betting sports data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game at VSIN.com. As we're back here on the look at it is myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg. And it is great to be joined by our guest as Pam Maldonado does absolutely terrific work over there with Yahoo Sports. You're able to follow her at Pamela M35. She also does a great job with the Sack of Sats podcast. You're able to catch that wherever you find your podcast. And Pam, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. What a thriller we had for Thursday Night Football, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> Certainly not a shortage of scoring. And, well, if you took player props, game totals, team totals over as well, you wound up hitting a bunch they of those. <laughs> yep, they pretty much all hit, whether you were betting in-game or if you bet a pre-flop. And that's something that I want to talk about first. I know that you tweeted out a little bit about this, but what is the biggest thing that you look for when you wind up betting live? Because I know that you've been doing a lot of this and having great success with placing some live bets when it comes to both NFL and college football games. You have to know, understand pre what it is that you were predicting in the first place. You know prehand in this matchup for Thursday Night Football between the Steelers and the Vikings that the Vikings all season long, if they have been consistent with any one thing, it has been keep losing by a score or winning by a score. So now all of a sudden you have the Vikings up 23-0 in the first half. You know that Zimmer is going to do Vikings things and they're going to let go of this league and they're going to slow down this, the pace of game and you're, they're going to probably invite Steelers back in, which is what happened. You can grab, I grabbed, the first number that I had was Steelers plus 25 and a half when they were down 23-0. <laughs> and then I just kept firing since 17 and a half, 14 and a half, and I was like, oh, they're making this into a game. The last number I grabbed was eight and a half. Is that a bit of a degen? Yes, but it was just one, I was already on the Steelers beforehand. And then two, you just know that the Vikings are, they're just traditionally in these one score games. So you can definitely capitalize on those live line situations. Hold your nose because it could be scary, but it could also be profitable. 
Oh, absolutely. It can be sometimes a little bit of a sweat, and sometimes there's something that you take a look at and you think, oh, there's going to be regression, and sometimes regression just does not wind up happening. But with that said, we often see a lot of that when it comes to college football bowl games as well. I know that you do a great job of being able to take a look at all of these, and what are some of the more difficult things that wind up happening when you wind up gauging so many of these bowl games because we got so many of them and it feels like every one of them is its own living, breathing entity. <laughs> I look for overs. I don't like to take unders in college football. I like overs and in live line situations definitely offer up an opportunity to grab some of those. If you liked an over pregame and the line was sitting at 63 and now all of a sudden you're seeing a couple of punts, you're seeing some maybe a turnover here and there, you're running the ball. Well, you also know that certain teams have a tendency to pick up the pace of play as the game progresses. You know that a conference like the MAC conference tend to lean to overs, so you can grab a live line, maybe 10, 15, even 20 points better than what it was offered prehand, hit that total by the half. You have to watch a lot of, you have to really watch football. It's not just like, oh, I like the over prehand, I'm gonna take the over live. What I like to do is follow play-by-play uh, play on the Yahoo Sports. I use it on the app, and I look what is being – I look at the scoreboard, and every play, every down, is it a passing play? Is it a run play? Um, are they third and long situation? I'm reading what is happening while watching what is happening, so that way I can keep it objective and not let my emotion of the game, um, of the entertainment value, get in the way. I agree with you there. And when it comes to just college football bowls in general, I feel like this is a time in which you probably most throw out the stats a little bit because, as we know, there are going to be some guys that wind up opting mm -hmm. out of their bowl games. Some guys already have opted out of their bowl games. You wind up having coaching yeah. situations as well. So the data that you wind up having beforehand, you do wind up sort of throwing mm -hmm. it out the window a little bit more because you've got a completely different coach. So I do think that looking at things in-game is just so much more important because I feel like this is more of the gut handicap that you wind up using when it comes to bowl games rather than being like, oh, they threw for this many yards in a game, but oh wait, that quarterback's not in there and neither is that coach. Exactly. And you can also look for middle opportunities. So take last year, for example, in the bowl games, we had a lot of opt outs last year and rightfully so because it was during a time of a pandemic. We we're right in the thick of it. So a lot of players were leaving earlier than expected. But one game that I was super excited for was North Carolina facing Texas A&M in the Capital Orange in the Capital in the Orange Bowl. And you had I was so high on North Carolina last year. They're a fantastic team. Sam Howell is one of my favorite quarterbacks. But pregame. I was not going to take them as a seven and a half point underdog because their number one and number two wide receiver uh, running backs in Michael Carter and Javante Williams, they both opted out. And then they accounted for the most yards and 28 of the 35 total uh, rushing scores, something around the lines. And then they also had uh, receiver Deami Brown. He also opted out and he led in receptions, receiving yards and a lot of scores. So you have basically the entire offense for North Carolina who opted out. Prehand was a good number to grab AM. In the live line, once you saw that Sam Howell was still able to make some plays, get uh, make the ball downfield, put up some scores, they ended up losing that 41 to 27, but you could have grabbed them on the live line. I believe it was something around like plus 21 or plus 17, whatever the live line, it was like plus 17 and a half, I believe it was. Um, because he was still able to make plays, but eventually all the opt-outs caught up with him. Yeah, it could be one of those cases that a team winds up running out of gas a little bit more, but at the same time, they could be able to make a nice rally as well. You wind up just seeing mm -hmm. a lot of craziness when it comes to these bowl games, because how many bowl games have we seen? A team winds up getting up three, four scores, and then all of a sudden, it's back to being a one-score game with three minutes left exactly. to go. So there is a lot of volatility when it comes to that, and there's quite a bit of volatility when it comes to the NFL as well. We have been seeing quite a few underdogs being able to come through this year, and a lot of unders as well. Certainly Thursday Night Football was an exception to that, but coming into what we wound up seeing on Thursday, 57% of games overall this year have been hitting under, so that's something that I've been looking at. But I know that you've been looking at quite a few underdogs for this week in the NFL. Is there one or two in particular that you like in these spots? I love underdogs every week. I am an underdog better, so it's very hard for me to back a favorite. And if I do, it must mean that I really like them. But one underdog that I do like for this week is the Falcons plus two and a half and plus 115 on the money line. Honestly, I don't even feel like I need the 
the points with them because it's the Panthers and Cam Newton, you know, he's still not a good quarterback and he has a lot of antics. He's doing those on field where he's I'm back and he's wearing his hats and his outfits and it's all that. All of that is just to distract you that he's still an inefficient quarterback. He has three touchdowns, two interceptions since joining the Panthers. He is five of 15 with an interception and two first downs on third down passing attempts. He's just not an effective quarterback. All he has is his legs, and I know that it's Matt Ryan, but I feel like this offense has been coming together, and Cordero Patterson, he has been a great playmaker for this team, and Christian McCaffrey, he's not there, and he's the leading rusher in the last four games. He's out on IR, and the Panthers, in their last two losses, they allowed 27 and 33 points from Washington and Miami, giving up four passing touchdowns and forcing zero interceptions. So that's not necessarily a defense that is holding true to what it's supposed to be. So I like Falcons here as a huge underdog, not small underdog at plus 115 on the money line. Yeah, I do think that there's quite a bit of value with that because, I mean, we've just seen it with the Carolina Panthers. Whenever you've had Christian McCaffrey out of the fold for the team, just not the same team. So... I do no. agree with you. There's a lot of value in fading the Panthers whenever you wind up having not whenever <laughs> you wind up having McCaffrey out of the fold. And then when it comes to just taking a look forward in general with regards to the NFL, we've been seeing some very interesting races this year with regards to the NFL. Is there a team or two that you like with regards to futures, whether that be for the division or perhaps be able to win the entire conference slash Super Bowl? Is this a biased Prediction, I'm going to go with yes, because it is the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I'm actually, I'm from born and raised in Texas, and I'm not, I've never been, I've never been a Dallas Cowboy fan. I've been the lone wolf in the family all these years, but this year, I just feel like it's different, and I know that they've been struggling as of late, but that was without Amari Cooper in the lineup in the last couple of games, and we've seen it. They get to the postseason, and they completely choke, but... Maybe this is just a more complete team. I like what Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore is doing with this offense. Cooper is back in the lineup. He's proven to be a valuable asset. Without him, they had back-to-back -back losses versus Kansas City and Las Vegas. And this offense, it is explosive. They are capable of making big plays. They are capable of utilizing a game plan that gives them a shot at winning. When they need a run, they run. When they need a pass, they pass. Pass. They have the ability to do both. And what I love is that they are using their running backs as passing backs. They're utilizing all the tight ends that they have um, other than Schultz. It's just a fantastic team, and the defense has been – we've seen the improvements on defense. Top five in takeaways, cornerback Trevon Diggs. He is just an absolute beast and so fun to watch. Maybe we'll see them go a little bit deeper in the playoffs, and if they do – then watch out. They certainly do have a lot of explosiveness and keep in mind with the Cowboys, they've been without a lot of their main wide receivers off the field as well. So mm -hmm. that's going to be big for them and something that's big for this show. Getting you on, Pam. Great stuff as always. Thank you so much. Yes. Pam doing a great job over there at Yahoo Sports. And coming up next, we're going to take a little bit more of a look at the AFC Futures right here on The Look At on Visa, Esports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. The Beeson Holiday Offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the Beeson store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the season, plus $20 to be able to buy Beeson sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. That is at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the look at it, it is myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down as Scott Seidenberg wound up doing the nightcap tonight. So that means that I get called in out of the bullpen and very happy to be doing so because we wound up having a great day of sports on Thursday. Now we're going to be turning it forward to Friday and the weekend as well because we did wind up seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers wind up following on Thursday Night Football. And what I think is really intriguing is to just take a look at the betting market right now with regards to what we're all seeing in the AFC. When it comes to odds to be able to win the AFC, obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers losing, it doesn't really move the needle much when it comes to this. But when it comes to the conference of the AFC, you can tell that it's really wide open because right now we're seeing it at DraftKings. The Patriots are your short shot to be able to win the AFC. They are at plus 300. From there, you wind up having the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 330. At 5-1, you are finding the Buffalo Bills at plus 750. It is the Ravens. 11-1 is the Titans. You've got the Chargers. They're hovering right around there as well. They've actually moved up to 10-1. Bengals are now dropping down a little bit to a 14-1. And then if you're taking long shots from there, it's really going to be a tough time. Steelers, as a result of their loss, they went from 50-1 to to 80-1. to I didn't advise 50-1. to I really don't advise 80-1, to so... I think that they're up against it, but you just take a look at the AFC in general. It is one of the most open conferences that I've seen in a very long time, and I do think that there's going to be quite a bit of value when it comes to some of these teams that might wind up being in the wild card. You take a look at a team like the Buffalo Bills. I mean, heck, if the Colts are able to make the postseason, they've been playing as good a football as darn near everyone when it comes to Indianapolis. If you're taking a look at them for odds to be able to win the AFC, they are way in the heck down the list. I think that you've got a little bit of value with so many of these teams because with the Patriots, they have a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. And as we know, a rookie quarterback has never been able to win the Super Bowl. So that is certainly something that is of intrigue. Now, we know this. The New England Patriots, they've got the guy by the name of Bill Belichick, and he sort of knows what he's doing when it comes to this coaching thing. So he is going to be able to give them a little bit of an X factor. And I always like to put it this way when it comes to college basketball with regards to transfers with the Patriots. They wound up signing a bunch of new pieces in the offseason as well. And when it comes to this, you've got a case where these teams these teams are coming together when they wind up signing a bunch of free agents. It takes a little bit. You see this a lot more when it comes to the NBA, but I mean, you really did see a lot of roster movement when it came to the Patriots. You obviously wound up having a lot of the opt-outs last year as well, so there's been a lot of mixing and shaking, for lack of a better term, over the last 16 months. Now they're able to find it. Now they've got a good leader, Bill Belichick, that has got buy-in from these guys, and you can tell that Mac Jones, as the weeks go on, they're giving them a little bit more responsibility, obviously. Monday Night Football was not the case, but that's because the wind was out there, so they just completely scrapped the entire plan, and they said, Mac Jones, you throw the ball three times. I can guarantee you right now that he's going to be throwing it more than three times in this upcoming next game for them, so you certainly do have to take that into account, but I even think that if the Buffalo Bills wind up being a wildcard team, and at this point, I do think that they're going to be a wildcard team. They have been falling on some tough times. Who says that they can't wind up regrouping? They don't wind up being a team that winds up peaking in late December, early January, and then they're able to put a run together. I don't like them right now, and I don't like them in the spot against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You find the Buccaneers at anywhere between a three and three and a half point favorite when it comes to this Sunday's game, because I just don't think that you've got 
a team in general with the Bills that have been able to find themselves with regards to the ground game, but I do think that it could wind up coming around to have Singletary, I think, is a solid back. I do think that it's a Bills team that is in a little bit of a swoon right now. You've obviously got a short week upcoming as well, and you've got a guy in Tom Brady on the other side that he's just sort of been there, done that, and I, at this point, do think that the Super Bowl winner is going to be coming out of the NFC. I just take a look at the NFC, and I do think that they're a little bit ahead of the AFC. You've obviously got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got the Green Bay Packers. You've got even who Pam was talking about a little bit earlier. By the way, big thanks, sir, for coming on in the last segment. Got to give a little bit of the shout-out there, but the Dallas Cowboys, along with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, what you have with all these teams, really, aside from the Arizona Cardinals, our quarterbacks have sort of been there, done that in the postseason. Josh Allen's a little bit younger. Lamar Jackson has been in the postseason a few times, but up until last year, he had yet to win a postseason game. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he has a little bit of the cheat code out there for the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs, we are finding right around a plus 330, depending on where you look with regards to odds to be able to win the AFC. I do think that you've got some good value there. I do think that they're going to be able to run and hide with the division and the bigger why is because with regards to the Kansas City Chiefs, they have really locked in on defense, and this is just a hallmark of Andy Reid-led teams. I mean, it just feels like it every single year. The Chiefs, or back even when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, the defense winds up getting off to a little bit of a slow, slow start, but as the weeks go along, they get more and more dialed in, and you take a look at it, ever since the first month of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs have been darn near a top-five defense in a lot of these categories. They've been able to do a better job of being able to get takeaways. Every time they've needed to come up with a big stop, they have been able to do that. And they've really been a team that's had success against the NFC teams that they played. They wound up being able to host the Cowboys. They win that game now. If Aaron Rodgers is out there with the Green Bay Packers, it might be a little bit of a different scenario. But I mean, still, a win is a win. You can only play who's on your schedule and who they wind up trotting out there on the field. They wind up hosting the Packers, and they wind up getting that win. You can't hold that against them. You can put a little bit of an asterisk next to it, but you can't hold it against them. They wind up getting the job done. And you know that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to have better offensive success towards the back half of the season than they are right now. I do feel like they're trying to rediscover themselves. And when you're able to get W's while you're sort of rediscovering yourself, that is something that I think is a big factor as well. And we're talking about just the AFC picture in general, but what else I think might be interesting is to take a look to see if there's a long shot division or two. And I've seen this one a few times and I'm sick with my guns on this one. I think that if you have a team that is north of, I would say, we'll call it four to one to be able to win the division that has some value right now. I still think it's the Indianapolis Colts. I take a look at the Titans team. I do not like what I'm seeing out of them right now. I mean, they wind up losing that game to the Texans, losing to the New England Patriots, relatively respectable, but you can't lose by that many points. I take a look at this team, and Ryan Tannehill, ever since Derrick King Henry has went out of the fold, he just looks like the same guy that we wind up seeing in Miami. When you wind up putting pieces around him, he's relatively solid, but I mean, who's Ryan Tannehill supposed to throw to right now? You've right now got Julio Jones who's banged up. You've got just him throwing to a bunch of guys that, quite honestly, prior to a few weeks ago, I'd never heard of. That is not a place where you want him to be. You don't necessarily have that explosive tight end to be able to be a little bit of a safety blanket either. And you've got an Indianapolis Colts team that they've really been able to do a great job at offense. Jonathan Taylor is getting publicity to perhaps be the MVP, I think, that might be a little bit premature. I think that that was just a lot of people overreacting to that five-touchdown game, which if you're able to have a five-touchdown game as a running back, you do deserve a whole lot of praise. But Carson Wentz, I'm not going to say that he's looking like the MVP candidate that we wound up seeing a few years ago prior to him getting injured in Los Angeles, but he looks really good right now. This has been a Colts team that, by the way, if you're looking at just over-under trends in the NFL, they've been the best over team in the NFL, and I do think that that trend might wind up drying up a little bit because even though you've got this explosive Indianapolis Colts offense, you take a look at what the defense has been able to do in recent weeks, and it has been a very suspect unit at the beginning of the year, but now they've been able to get healthy. I think a big reason why we wound up seeing the Colts be lacking on defense a little bit to begin the year is because you wound up seeing so many of these injuries. Now you've got all of your guys back out there firing in all cylinders. DeForest Buckner certainly was on himself towards the beginning part of the season. You wound up having Darius Leonard out for a little bit due to his injuries. And I do think that Quiddy Pay, someone who I really liked coming out of Michigan, is going to be able to 
improve these final weeks of the season. You got a good front seven. You got Xavier Rhodes in the secondary. Heck, even Sendeo. I like him at the cornerback spot or the safety spot for this team as well. So I do think that when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, they do have a lot of value with regards to their division. And then you just take a look at the AFC North. Obviously, the team that was on a little bit more display on Thursday night, that would be the Steelers. I do think that this is one of the tougher divisions to call. I'm starting to become a little bit more of a buyer on the Bengals. I just can't take a shot on the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns at plus 450. There's just no value there when it comes to the Steelers. They've got the best coach. They're just outgunned in general. We wound up seeing this, especially with TJ Watt dealing with an injury as well. That just makes things all the worse. I would probably default to the Ravens at minus 140, but it is becoming a little bit more dicey when it comes to them. I just think that when it comes to Lamar Jackson, he is going to be able to find it with regards to this team. He has had his shakiness in recent weeks as well, but I think that he's a very special talent. I know that there is talk of sometimes a post-COVID hangover because I know that he was dealing with that. I don't know if I necessarily buy into it or not, but I'm very intrigued to see what he winds up being able to put out there the next time out. So I think that that is going to be a division certainly worth watching, and there could be some value that presents itself. What else is going to be able to provide some value? The NFC. We're going to be taking a look at some NFC features next, right here on VSIN, Esports Bank Network. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the number predictions, 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 to discuss. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.